Hello and welcome to the Dynamite Podcast. My name is Joe Rybant, and each and every week we'll be here talking about the week ahead, the week that was, and much, much more. This week we have four new comics hitting the stands. Look for the debut of Witchblade Shades of Grey number one this week, as well as the final issue of the Rick Remender Classic Battlestar series, and the final issue of the Army of Darkness vs. Darkman miniseries, and of course the third issue of the Tom Zarek miniseries. As always, for any fans picking up this week's books, or any of our other Dynamite comics, be sure to head on over to the Dynamite message boards at dynamiteentertainment.com slash boards and let us know what you think. First up this week, Witchblade Shades of Grey number one. Written by Leah Moore and John Repion, art by Steven Segovia, covers by Billy Tan with Dean White and Ebass and Steven Segovia. Shrouded in mystery, the Witchblade has known many friends and many foes from its long history, but it has never faced such a mystery as the troubled Dorian Gray. Now the two meet in a special Dynamite Top Cow crossover event. In the first issue, we follow Detective Sarah Pizzini and her rookie partner as they race to stop a murdering madman. Waiting and watching in the shadows is the enigmatic Grey, who may or may not be the murderer they seek. With the action spanning the globe, as well as exploring Grey's colored past, this is not an event to be missed. And Shades of Grey is a four-issue miniseries, and um, we are looking forward to the reaction to this one. Uh, very, very good stuff from Leah Moore and John Repion, and of course fantastic art from Steven Segovia, who is also working on our Battlestar Galactica Season Zero Number Zero, as well as our Battlestar Galactica Season Zero series written by Brandon Jerwa. And of course, Season Zero Number Zero is part of the free comic book day comic from Dynamite. Also this week, Darkman vs. The Army of Darkness number 4. The final issue of that series, written by Kurt Busick and Roger Stern, art by James Fry, covers by George Perez and Nick Bradshaw. The AOD Darkman crossover concludes here as Ash and Darkman fend off not only Deadite Durant and his Deadite guards, but the Dead Queen as well. Will our heroes be able to turn the undead tide in time to save the city and the world? The conclusion to this special crossover event is again brought to you by writers Roger Stern and Kurt Busick, artist James Fry, and cover artist George Perez and Nick Bradshaw. And of course, this does wrap up our series, but look for the return of Darkman later this year in an all-new Dynamite series. And continuing this week, we have new Battlestar Galactica, Zarek number 3, written by Brandon Jerwa, art by Adriano Batista, cover art by Stefan Sedgik and Adriano Batista. Issue number three hurdles us towards the final Cylon conflict as depicted in the reimagined Battlestar Galactica miniseries. Incarcerated, but by no means powerless, Tom Zarek completes and publishes his book as his power base swells. But as he heads to a parole hearing on board the Astral Queen, the Cylons reappear to attack the colonies. The penultimate issue of the Zarek story is brought to you again by writers Brandon Jirwa and artist Adriano Batista. We have one more issue to go in this miniseries, and actually just uh, this week we're wrapping that one up and sending that off to press. Uh, we do, of course, have more Battlestar Galactica comics in the works. I've mentioned them before, but for any new listeners, I'll mention them again. We have a Baltar miniseries in the works. We have a Commander Adama miniseries in the works. We have a Starbuck miniseries in the works. And, of course, we have the Cylon War series in the works, as well as the aforementioned Galactica Season Zero. Uh, and also, don't forget to check out the season finale on March 25th. The first part aired this last weekend, um, and of course the final part airs next weekend, and it is going to be a doozy. If you have been watching the show, you know that there are a lot of things coming in the season finale. Also on the Galactica front this week, classic Battlestar Galactica number 5, written by Rick Remender with art by Carlos Rafael and covers by Dave Dorman and Carlos Rafael. 
Issue number five features the wrap-up of our first pulse-pounding classic Battlestar Galactica series, which featured the rescue of Starbuck and a lost group of colonial survivors, as well as a tremendous amount of space action aboard the Galactica as the Cylons invaded the Galactica, all by Rick Remender and artist Carlos Rafael. And, of course, issue number five here wraps up the series and look for Cylon Apocalypse number one, which was in stores last week and continuing in a couple of weeks with Silent Apocalypse Number 2, which is another book that we're putting the finishing touches on and sending off to press. Speaking of writer Javio Grillo Mark's Watch and Battlestar Galactica, I got an email from him over the weekend asking to help spread a little clarification. And here's the gist of what he said, so spread it far and spread it wide. Quote, Cylon Apocalypse takes place after the hand of God and not before. End quote. Javi was on record with this in previous interviews, which, we can, which can be found in the archives at newsarama.com and comicbookresources.com. I haven't checked the dynamite boards, but I know that uh, there was discussion on this particular series, but that is the official word. Our moderator, Tommy, should uh, have spread that particular word from the writer himself, and I believe Javi was even going to go check out the boards to address some of the critics, as well as to clarify that, again, Silent Apocalypse takes place after the hand of God and not before. Also, a little bit of controversy um, in uh, the official announcement that came out of Wizard World Los Angeles and then was followed up in an extensive interview at Newsarama.com, and that was about Spider-Man Red Sonja. And, of course, uh, Marvel editor Tom Brevoort talked about Spider-Man Red Sonja, talked about the fact that the team-up uh, and crossover here was inspired by the character's team-up in an old issue of Marvel Team-Up, and uh, you can check out the full story over at comicbookresources and newsarama.com. And following the announcement, we've seen a little bit of negativity, and that might not be the right word, but a little bit of negativity about the pairing of these two. And I have to say, I can see the point on the surface. A lot of people say, oh, what are these two characters crossing over for? Sony exists in a whole different time, Spider-Man's modern day. Uh, people comparing it to such other crossovers as Star Trek X-Men or Archie Punisher or what have you. And on the surface, it does seem like a weird crossover. No issues there. But when you get into the details, and the devil is always in the details, you find that it's not so odd because, point number one, the two did meet in Marvel Team-Up number 79, which of course also included Kulan Goth. Great issue by Chris Claremont and John Byrne. Highly recommend you check it out. Point two, Kulan Goth transformed the island of Manhattan in Uncanny X-Men issues 190 and 191, and there was a flash of Kulan Goth um, in Uncanny X-Men number 189. Those are two of the greatest, in my opinion, issues of the Uncanny X-Men. Uh, again, written by Chris Claremont, fantastic art by John Romita Jr., where Kulan Goth basically was large and in charge of a uh, Hyborianized Manhattan. Great issues, in continuity. And point three, our story takes elements of both. So, if you're a fan of Dynamite's Red Sonja, you will not be disappointed by this book. I promise. We have gone above and beyond to make sure this crossover makes sense and works. Oming is kicking out fantastic scripts, and the pages from Mel may be the best he's ever drawn. And this is not hyperbole. I think any regular listeners here will know that I am not prone to hyperbole, but this is really, really great stuff. And, and when you add in the Turner covers, you have a crossover for new 
and old fans alike. So spread the word. This one's going to be great. And I'm going to try and get Oming on this podcast. We'll talk a little bit about this. Um, we have uh, two scripts in. We have, of course, the overview done and approved and good to go. We have one issue in from Mel being colored now. Uh, look for the books listed in August. Mel is drawing issue number two. It's got Venom. It's got some Spidey's Rogues Gallery. Uh, it's got Red Sonia. It's got Mary Jane. It's got Kulan Goth. It's got Spider-Man, of course, and it's really, really great stuff. I think everyone's going to be very surprised at how we pulled this all off. Now, of course, before we go, let's do a dynamite tease of the week. Um, the papers have been signed, and the project is just getting underway for a new title here at Dynamite. And I know you guys hear that an awful lot, but I will drop the tease that this will be Dynamite's first video game tie-in. And I'm going to leave it at that and let the speculation begin. And that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening. Email us and tell us what you think. We may just send you something for your thoughts. You never know. As always, we can be reached online at dynamiteentertainment.com, and I can be reached at submissions at dynamiteentertainment.com or letters at dynamiteentertainment.com. To find a comic shop near you, visit csls.diamondcomics.com or call 1-888-COMIC-BOOK.